So this period of time is a period for <coughs> inquiry. Take the usual uh, couple of minutes just to give a brief outline of the time uh, we have together. It's an invitation for anyone who wishes to come and take uh, the seat here. The microphone is here for you. During the uh, days of our retreat together, there are various fields of experience. There are questions which may arise that may come from your meditations and mindfulness practices. It may come from the instructions, guided meditations, and uh, the talks, of course, previous inquiry. It's an invitation, and with that invitation it may last for the dialogue for several minutes or uh, longer. There's also uh, the practice as well for each and every one of us of the art of listening. In the uh, time of the Buddha, they were called the Shravakas. So those who uh, loved uh, the teachings of the, the Buddha often were referred to the ones who appreciate to listen. And much emphasis was placed on the immense value uh, of uh, listening to the teachings and in fact it is the, ha, has been and in a way continues to be the primary resource for insights and realisation and then it doesn't happen in the, the mode of the listening then the person has to uh, spend extra time on the cushion meditating and reflecting and letting the insights uh, come so uh, much better to listen and understand than have to spend all this time on the posture so do listen carefully <laughs> but this, the sitting is also precious and lovely sometimes people ask, uh, ask me is it, has it ever occurred that nobody has come up with the invitation to sit and um, it hasn't occurred uh, yet uh, the longest wait was uh, 18 minutes and that was in April 1992 in the old guy house <laughs> I remember it well um, I'm always having a slight hope because I love the silence that the record will get broken at some future date Perhaps I shouldn't mention that. All right. <laughs> I don't want to, uh, anyway, inhibit you from com uh, coming uh, up to speak. Extremely uh, welcome. Remembering in the dialogue as well, it is not that, personally, I have some desirable end to where the dialogue should go. It's not in the thinking process. So it is genuinely an exchange at some point one or both of us will say the thank you to uh, bring it. Um, sometimes, and quite regularly, the closure may not be satisfactory, either for either of us actually, but also for those of you who are listening. But it is also to recognise and understand in these uh, explorations that take place, there is a lot in what's called the Sankaras, Sam is coming together, Kara is activity. So there's a coming together of activities in the inner life. 
and the questions are moving, sometimes shaking and shaking up the inner world of these samkharas uh, there. And it may be out of that, that at possibly at some future point, that could be in a dream, it could be in another conversation, it could be tomorrow's meditation, or whatever. But because of the shake-up that's gone on, something may emerge which is insightful and beneficial. It could be related directly to the exchange that a good person and I have had, or it could be shaking up, or something's gone on, and then something else, totally unexpected and different, also emerges. So the, these dialogues, as I say, not trying to reach a goal, and quite okay with, for some time, some unsettledness um, when, when the closure comes. Or, or, all, all is fine uh, here. So anyone who <coughs> would like to uh, come and uh, take the seat, usual gender balance is appreciated, and with your uh, uh, coming, uh, if it's okay with you, it is recorded. If you prefer not, we'll put it into the pause. Yes, anyone, please. Yes, please come. Yes. Um, with the uh, recording, you okay? Yeah, no problem. No problem. All right. Nice. Can you good? Just let us know. Those of you in the far realms, if you can hear okay. <coughs> Hello, can you hear me? All good. Thank you. Uh, I want to ask about the relation between uh, liberation and acting uh, freely and uh, the sets of rules that we all the time meet and, yes. and accept. All right, so we'll take the letter... Points a really important question. It's a major area of uh, reflection and uh, inquiry. Would you like to name initially some of the rules which we hear and have to accept? What, what, what kind of rules have you got in mind here? Well, here in the retreat, there is one set of rules: is the five sila. And another set is the way we act in the retreat, All things right. we can and can't do while we're here. All right. So if we just take uh, the, the, the first the word, sila is this Pali word, language of the Buddha, S-I-L-A. One of the good teachers would have mentioned this uh, to you at the beginning. And the, it's a commitment to a practice and exploration, not to engage in killing, no support for it, for stealing, more subtly, not taking that which has not been given, for uh, uh, engaging in the practice of not giving any support or license to any kinds of sexual abuse or manipulation there. Fourthly, care with speech, that it's true as one knows and it is uh, useful, not lying and deceiving and blaming and backbiting, and uh, the fifth one, the mindful use of alcohol and uh, drugs so as not to distort uh, uh, the mind and uh, contribute um, to the sense of uh, well-being. So th these are the five 
uh, just to take those with those practices and guidelines and references rules as you, you could describe them uh, not actually rules but the but practices there would you say that the way that you heard them or understanding therefore they would obstruct liberation Not specifically about uh, the sealers in this retreat right now. The, 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 sorry to interrupt you a little bit here, if you don't mind. The ethics and the guidelines and the trainings and the practices are, in this tradition, a lifelong commitment. It, it is not confined to the seven days of a retreat. It is a lifelong exploration of living a life in which there is no inflicting of harm or suffering, abuse or exploitation on the other as the practice. Would such a practice, with a commitment, lifelong, get in the way of liberation? For you, in your understanding. I encountered one instance in my life yes. where... Uh, taking someone's life would be an act of mercy. What? What? So, always, always with these things. There, um, I only make reference to the experiential application. I don't use theory because uh, I just don't find it helpful. Have you been in a situation where you've taken somebody's life as an act of mercy? No, I didn't. All right, you haven't. Okay. <laughs> so, from experience, not from theory. Do the guidelines of non-harm, non-killing, non-abuse, non-exploitation as a dedication through life obstruct at any time or get in the way of liberation or an awakened life, which is the same thing? No, I didn't meet this conflict yet. All right. Nice to hear. Good. <laughs> so what's the question? It's not the only set of faults I meet. All right, then. Tell us, or tell me, and appreciate your good points here. Others will have the similar interest as you. About, um, and maybe your tradition... To repeat, it is not a set of rules. It is not the five commandments or the ten commandments or 227 commandments. These are areas for exploration in order that our respect for others is the same respect we wish from them. I don't want to be killed as a human being. I, want, I wish to be respected. Therefore, I wish the same for the other. It's fairly simple. I don't wish people to steal and take things from me which I haven't given to them. Therefore, I don't wish to inflict the same suffering upon the other. I don't wish to be sexually abused or raped or assaulted or manipulated. Therefore, I don't wish to inflict the same on the other. They are practices to explore, not 
rules imposed because they tend easily to bring a lot of pressure and the problem repeats in the history. Do you get the difference between a guideline and a practice and a rule which you must keep? Yeah, I think this was actually my question. All right, go on. All right. Yeah, so. Treating those guidelines as guidelines and practices is, yes. is very different than sets of rules. Yeah, yeah. So. It's the feeling, caring tone uh, is, is really uh, uh, important. And, and sometimes people have present and past history where there is a recognition that whatever, submitting to authority would be a big one, the military. Um, the opportunity to make a load of money and exploiting other people to get it uh, there. Uh, getting somebody into bed by giving them some alcohol and drugs or manipulative talk. And so some people go, whoa, I've engaged in that. I need some reflection, what was happening there. And, 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 the, other, and, the, and the others as well, the other guidelines. So it's a real exploration and practice. It's not easy always to be clear and honest with ourselves, but it's part of Dharma teaching and Dharma, Dharma practice. And of course we regard it far more important and deeply more significant than the demands of the nation state uh, and all the other kind of pressures upon us. That's, that, that's the guideline. Comfortable with it? Yeah, okay. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Thank you. And thank you for bring, bringing this up. Really, genuinely uh, uh, appreciate it. Because others you know, have the same voice and will have been wondering with these, in, in these areas. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Quiet minute together, then another uh, invitation. gender balance. Anyone please?
Yes, sir. Yeah, we okay. Are you okay with the recording? suffer in the world 
and we should recognize it. So, so I'll keep. I'll keep. Thank you. Let me ask for a moment. Uh, how old are you? Twenty-five. Twenty-five. So, with this listening, have you had twenty-five years of non-stop, unbroken suffering? And what? Non-stop and unbroken, that means continuous, mm -hmm. suffering, every hour of every day of every minute for 25 years? No. No. Would you like to say a few, a little bit, about any experience, it could be here, better, where you can put hand on the heart and say, actually, I wasn't experiencing any suffering whatsoever. Have you had any happiness here, like a good vegan meal or something. <laughs> eh? Right. Any other outside of the dining hall? <laughs> yes. Tell us, we're curious. Where you, you felt happy, not suffering, not miserable, not saying the world is full of suffering or it's not or whatever. But you've had have you had some breaks from your suffering? Yeah. Yeah. Would you like to say two breaks in your suffering which you have experienced in the last few days with us? If I if I've experienced No no no, I want you to describe, to describe the experience so that would be place, time, what you felt, what you were doing or not doing, just to say a little bit about your experience of non suffering, of happiness, of joy. Whatever. I was uh, I was in a standing meditation. In standing meditation, mm. Mm. not always the happiest of spots, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. You were standing in standing meditation, and yeah, and I closed my eyes. And closed your eyes, yes. And I felt the wind. The wind. On my skin. Mm. I felt my legs uh, warm from the floor. From the floor, yes. And it was like moments of uh, presence. Moments of, of presence, feeling what, happy or content or okay. How would you describe what you felt? You were standing there, you felt connected to the floor, the ground, whatever. You felt the, the breeze uh, uh, on you. What was the word? And the feeling? The feeling. Mm. Hmm. Maybe that I don't want to change the situation. I want no, 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 that's not the feeling, that's the thought. Mm -hmm. What was it? Were you feeling happy? Okay. Can you be grateful, say. appreciative, content? I'm just, I'm just curious. Hmm. We'll say happy. Eh? Happy. Right. With the experience of the happiness as. Uh, one small expression of the absence of suffering. Why is it that the suffering stopped and the happiness could come through? 
Why, why is suffering regularly being interrupted with happiness? <laughs> what, what happened that moment? Mm, yeah, yeah, what contributed? You've been happy and it interrupted your suffering. I think that I accepted fully the present moment. All right, the one contribution would be you really with the present moment there's a, a full uh, accept, acceptance. What, what do you prefer, suffering or happiness? I would say happiness, but... Uh, right. Slowly, slowly, never mind the buts. Slowly, slowly. Yeah. I prefer happiness to suffering. Okay. I found that when I did some standing meditation with the breeze blowing on the body and the feet on the earth and feeling really present, the suffering stopped and the happiness came. Mm -hmm. uh, so, could it be that suffering can be regularly interrupted? <laughs> regularly. Suffering is interrupted? Yeah. You just, you just gave a very lovely example of it. Can suffering mm. be regularly interrupted? Uh, I think it's, uh, it's, uh, it's possible. It's possible. But, okay. Sorry, so the, the butts are extra deep. So, it is possible. Mm -hmm. Do you think it's possible that it's a massive interruption? It's such happiness and all the other expressions of non-suffering. It's such an interruption that it might be a bit difficult to remember when one was last suffering. Do you think that a human being might know that? It's, do you understand? If it's possible? Yeah. That a human being can know a day-to-day -day life in which suffering, mm -hmm. or mental, emotional, anxiety, worry, and everything else, is truly so rare that it would be hard to remember. Do you think it could be possible? I think it should be possible. All right, yeah. it's possible. Do you think you as a human being have the potential for a massive interruption of suffering in the same way that you had it today or the day of your standing? It's possible. It's possible. Would it be worthwhile exploring this possibility. Yes, can I, can I add something? You can add everything you like and subtract everything you like. Carry on, go on. The contradiction I'm talking about is... Um, I don't know how to say it in English. I make notes, I make notes, I make. No, one of the noble truth, I think it's that suffer, that there is suffering in the world, The thing is, <laughs> that there, there is suffering in the world, but that's not saying life is suffering. No, is there is suffering in the world. You suffer. If you didn't suffer, you wouldn't be having this conversation. You wouldn't need to. You're liberated. So this suffer, mm -hmm. it, 
is, is not necessarily needs to be in my experience. That's that's the point. Not not quite quite clear. But so if I may, I just uh, re- repeat a little bit. Sometimes people have a view in the Buddhist world, in daily life, etc. Life is suffering. Hmm? There is no chance and there is no possibility of ever realizing any interruption, any exit, any end to it. It's a viewpoint. I'm not trying to argue an opposite viewpoint, it's not my interest. However, when we come to experience, we say, "Mm, I can remember even today moments in which I can say I wasn't suffering. There was no distress, guilt, worry, blame, anxiety, fears, depression, moods, etc. I was not suffering. And it could be that you reflect a little further and you say, well, it wasn't just that one moment when I was standing. There were plenty of other moments. The moment sitting here, you were smiling at some point. Look, look, look. You're supposed to be suffering. So even in a situation like like this, there's a regularity of the interruption. One of the contributions, as you say, is being really present. It's just uh, one of them. So it's still the same question there. Do you think it's a, it is the potential of a human being to know the absence of suffering and it really is the norm of the daily life it is what is honestly most familiar to the being is not suffering with regard to life do you think we as human beings do you think you have that potential I mean, it's, it's possible, but uh, as I said, everything is possible. I mean, I don't know, but it's an abstraction. Me, everything. I don't know what everything yeah, is. Yeah, but more, more important, more importantly, just, just. So, what would be? Let's say you explore this and say, want to find out in the daily life whether I can know these expressions of non-suffering. Happiness, contentment, peace, clarity, love, kindness, joy, service to others, being present, standing still, moving, being creative. Thousands of ways for human beings to be have the touch of non-suffering and all that comes. Do you think it would be worthwhile exploring if that could really be expanded out just in one's own quiet way with, with others perhaps? That is, that is the richness of the day. Wouldn't that be worthwhile exploring? Why suffer? Mm. What's the point? Yes, but it's again this... Uh, I'm sorry, Mr. Word. Amen. It's, it's again this thing, you know what? Even if there is... The, I don't know, this way to end the suffer mm-hmm. 
it's kind of uh, always always a place of satisfaction of unsatisfaction dissatisfaction because I think as, as human beings of human beings we all always uh, tend to 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 perfect and can, can I may I ask you get into hot water if you make stereotyped generalizations about we as all human beings I can hear in my own voice immediately and I know quite a lot of people here they may not want to be in the box of all human beings people vary so if you say for myself my experience it's a little easier for the listening just a little easy. What's your experience? It's more important than the generality. Okay. <laughs> hang in, you're doing fine. No, no, a bit of pressure from me, but hang in. Shall <laughs> <laughs> so, so I put it another way? I can feel you're getting uncomfortable. In the, in the hall here, because I know some of these people, and some have known for a long time, there are people in this hall who are psychologists, psychotherapists, social workers, mind-body workers, peace activists, dialoguing with the Palestinians and the Israeli uh, uh, community, giving service to the environment, giving service uh, to, to the land making themselves available to their parents with Alzheimer's and to their children who are having a hard time and to many others. Would you say that this wide range of people in this hall, nowhere else, in this hall, they have, and including Christopher and my co-teachers, a quiet commitment to reducing and ending the suffering of others? And isn't that something deeply precious and important? <coughs> Deeply. Okay. No, no, no. Okay. Yes. I, I would say right. that I wrote it. I wrote it down here. That <laughs> that I would. I would very much uh, be connected with the concept of. Um, I would say. I would say spreading love um, and, and not I would say like mm, that, uh, spreading love then then ending the sufferness I mean I can when, when I when I when I feel that I do things in order to end the sufferness of, of mine mm, I think I have uh, it's like a point that I can never reach it. Like, uh, uh. Uh, as a small servant of the Dharma, just a small one, and with those that I speak to here and el elsewhere, that it requires some knowledge, training, skills, it's not 
spreading of love in this way. It's a nice spiritual new age romantic idea. But more importantly, it requires a knowledge, a skill, a communication, and we who engaged in this work in our own um, modest way do witness, and it is part of the joy of the work, significant, <coughs> profound changes that can bring an end to a trauma in a person's life, bring an end to an addiction, to suffering under domestic violence, to all the worries and anxieties, the skills and the resources and knowledge of people really making a wonderful contribution to the ending of suffering. And it's just that these teachings give a small reminder, fairly regularly, that it is in the human potential to see the end of suffering in one's experience. That's all it's, all it's saying. I'm not saying you have to believe it. It doesn't matter. But if you practice and you explore and you begin to find more clarity and heartfulness uh, in the daily life, it might be, from your experience, wow, maybe it is possible. All right, thank you. Minutes or two, and another agenda. Yes, yes, please, yes, come. Hi. Hey, are you um, okay with the, okay. the equipment? Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right. Um, okay. You hear me? Okay. Uh, uh, Closer. Closer. Um, so Regard it like an ice cream. It's easier. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so today, not Netta. Netta, yes. We talked about the five guests. The five guests. Yeah, the five. Uh, Hindrances. 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 Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. And she told us that uh, they are coming in couples. In one. couples. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like in a relationship. Yeah. This is exactly what I wanted to talk about because she said one is coming like with desire. And yeah. in the version, version, version. Yeah. Okay. And Never heard this before. It's interesting. <laughs> and I wondered what is happening when the body is feeling one. One with what? I mean, or like one of them? Yeah. Like oh, yeah, right. uh, mm -hmm. uh, passion, for instance. Okay. Pa pa passion, passion. You mean in a in a the romantic? Body 
yeah, in a problematic way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We need and passion, goodness, we can't live without it. <laughs> Desire, mm. maybe it's a better word. Mm. Mm. And the, the mind or the self is feeling yeah. the opposite one. The opposite meaning the aversion. Yeah. All right. Mm. So you see what I mean? So, I'm still curious. You could, we could put any two together, could we? <laughs> no, there's a rule. You need to follow. Hey? She told us that this, uh, this is um, the desire and the diversion. Yes. And the numbness and tiredness uh-huh. together with the um, restless yeah. and the doubt, which is alone. Is that right? <laughs> <laughs> you should have been here. Didn't find a partner in the house. All right, so... Uh, um, first-hand experience is always, you know, queen bee in these explorations, uh, as we just listened to a moment or uh, two ago. So I'm a li- <coughs> little curious. Um, we'd like to keep with the theme with you. Just sometimes... Seems seem to me with the experience. Sometimes there is one hindrance. That means a hindrance is that which obstructs wisdom and clarity. It hinders. It gets in the way. It's the staff. And so the Dharma speaks of it's the Pali word is nivarana. It's a bit close to nirvana, but hindrances are rather far away. And so the five of them yeah, is desire. Desire in Dharma language means I really want something and my peace of mind is dependent on getting what I want. Mm-hmm. It, it's something problematic in the wanting. This is, this is called desire. The second, as you referred to, it is the range of negativity. And from just being negative towards oneself or others, mm-hmm. right down to the right to the violence. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then the third uh, one is combination of boredom. There and there's plenty of all these experiences on the retreat. So sometimes bored, there's plenty of boredom. If there's a lot of boredom in one's life, it usually indicates that underneath the boredom there is some unresolved issue which one is negative and angry about. And the boredom is a mask, a cover-up for what's something else. Irritability, agitation uh, with the boredom. Not always, but very often. And the other aspect to it is uh, the dullness. Mm-hmm. Uh, and all sorts of things can contribute to dullness no energy uh, there but uh, also with the dullness lack of interest certainly uh, uh, with uh, 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 boredom lack of um, movement etc and then the other is this combination of there can be restlessness without anxiety and there can be anxiety without restlessness and they can go together so sometimes the restlessness could be in the body, you know, of moving, fidgeting, pulling the hair, and da, 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 da. and the restlessness could be in the mind, thinking about this, thinking about that, and the anxiety is quite often a feeling level, sometimes felt physically. They're anxious about 
what I did or didn't do in the past or in the present or in the future and the fifth is a combination of fear and doubt the word is actually a combination sometimes we're full of doubts or full of fear lots of fears alright, back to experience Um, which has been the most popular hindrance here for you since you arrived? here? yes, if you wish to say you don't have to say, if you wish which, which, any of them, any one, or I should say two now, shouldn't I, to uh, stand out, or sometimes, as some of the, the yogis say, or oh, Christopher, I'm experiencing the hindrances, and I'm have, having a multiple hindrance attack. <laughs> <laughs> so that's all five going for you. All right. Yeah, that. All five, but... Um Anyway, go what on. I, I was talking about is uh, <laughs> first the restlessness, restlessness, or, or um, the I start the other the other one the yes. the boredom and dullness yes. of the body. Yes, the body felt really yeah. born mm. so much. The body felt really. Um, what was the word? Bored. 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 Yeah. Can the body? <laughs> Can the body be bored without the mind? And the mind felt like really uh, still. Still. Yeah. And the, the feeling in the body, bored means not much life in it. Not much life in it, or too much life in it to want to get out. Mm. That's, um, it, even the combination. Oh. All right. Because he felt bored. He, because she. He, she. Mm-hmm. It. This. <laughs> Uh, felt bored and in the same time uh, restlessness and the mind or the self Mm -hmm. uh, felt really really still maybe with a doubt or maybe uh, I I get get the little little sense and I appreciate a good reflection here so at times where there is some boredom uh, in in the body, some l- low energy or some tiredness or l- little vitality or or whatever. In such times, wouldn't it be useful to do something to bring more life back? Go and dance under the tree so or I do did. your yoga. Huh? I did. Oh, I good. Danced and did yoga. Oh, good. All right. But, um, Still, I don't know, maybe six hours a day we are sitting. Only six? It should be more. I don't know. I didn't count. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, specifically, my body used for more moving. Yes. So even though I moved as much as yes. I could mm. uh, or wanted, yes. I still felt I need more. Yes. So actually, it's another question. <laughs> So it, it, it's much of what we're engaged in, some of it, it as you, exactly as you're doing, one is listening to oneself, one is picking up the messages out of the body. So that I need a different kind of response. So it can be, for some people, some boredom or dullness gets into the body through the sitting. And you know, obviously that can happen. So therefore, there are other times, plenty of them, during the day and night, in which movement and energy and flow, and just finding ways that movement and stillness can support each other without boredom on the one side, 
Uh-huh. And on the other, sometimes the restlessness. It's not movement, one is restless. And to know when you're moving harmoniously in an integrated way and it's not restlessness. And to know when you're still and it's not boredom. And, and to explore those two, because our life has a lot of stillness in it and a lot of movement. This is true. Good. Yes. But um, actually, the specific question is yes. um, in the same time yes. that my body is feeling, or the body is yes. feeling um, really yes. restlessness mm-hmm. or want to move, yes. but the mind is saying you're at the right place, you should have a seat. Mm. So then there's, there's there is some conflict place. between mm-hmm. the body message and the thought in the mind. So how so far have you been have you been resolving the conflict? Because it's, it's, it's common. Um, each and every time I gave one. I mean, once I listen to the body, once I listen. All to right, the right, right. I don't know. It, 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 <laughs> I can't give you a nice, uh, clean, clear answer. The listening in both directions uh, I appreciate the, the concern that you, that you have and it's getting that balance and that integration uh, between, between the two mm-hmm. uh, the, in, in, in the calmness of the sitting very 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 still even just for a few minutes in the sitting perfectly still it can contribute to a wonderful sense of energy flowing, just just for a few minutes, as still as you've ever been in your entire life, mm-hmm. and that can wake up the cells um, a, a great a great deal. Sometimes we can just move, not in any uh, extravagant way, say with dance or with, with I mean, like with, not move a lot. Okay. Sometimes you need to. So much energy or what it or so much life is needed. But sometimes just some very mindful, conscious movements, just movement of the hand through the air, you know. small thing that can awaken up the cells, that one feels more life in the cells. Mm-hmm. And it's genuinely an exploration uh, between the two, and what can help motivate us is how life is so much a movement between the two. Uh, uh, and then there can be the experience in which there doesn't feel or experience to be a hindrance. So the boredom mm. is faded away. The dullness has faded uh, mm-hmm. uh, away. And there is the life without these impressions, quite often from the past, and actually landing in the present. You feel, you feel the aliveness of the being. Uh, and it's, as I say, very, very common because of the, the forms that we use. So you're saying that um, we can feel mm. um, the feeling or yes. the sensation yes. uh, without it to be an hindrance? Exactly, without it being a hindrance, just to feel the life of the body. Sometimes it's very, very quiet. Sometimes the feeling, sensation, the tone in the body or in the heart and mind, is very, very quiet uh, there. But we do not have to put on that, oh, that is dullness. We do not have to put the label on it, oh, that is boredom. Mm-hmm. Sometimes 
our being is extraordinarily quiet and can we just rest uh, in those moments without the, without the, the language yeah, yeah. Okay. do we have yeah go on you have yeah go on and what happened uh, when it's um, coming between two people between two people mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean the, sa- the exact same couple of hindrances I mean for yes. example the dullness or and the restless or yes. the desire not desire we said the yeah desire, desire. Thing. yeah yeah whatever and uh, the opposite one of the uh, numbness mm. between two people I mean like a relationship between mm. a couple or good friends mm. when the one desire is the other um, repellent yes I think I know what you mean yeah I know what you mean okay. I've been in relationship <laughs> 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 right. So, quite often in relationship, I mean, all, all forms, you mm-hmm. know, all, not only the romantic, the, the eros, erotic ones, but uh, many other kinds as well. Quite often, one will have more need, want something, more, more, more wanting, and the other, possibly, might say, want more space and how to find some mutual uh, understanding. If, not always, but if in a relationship boredom and dullness uh, has set into the relationship and, and that may trigger more wanting or more aversion. Mm-hmm. So if boredom and dullness have entered into relationship and is staying in a relationship. One of the primary reasons behind this that one or other or both have lost and sacrificed their imagination for what a relationship is about. That the regularity of repetition of the same mm-hmm is the death of a relationship. It's a killer. Mm-hmm. It, for a relationship to stay alive, we have to be creative in it. And the two people need to be creative in it uh, uh, as, as well. And one may initiate that creativity. And the other one, she or he, their way of being is more to support the initiative of the other. And we have to know ourselves. Some are good at initiating and others, the other will uh, go along. But if you're, if it's a pretty well the same routine most days, all days, of, all days of the week, trouble is in store. <laughs> it's building and building and it only takes another a third person to come along who's all spacious and, and loving and the bored dull person will be in bed with him and her before the end of the day <laughs> that's what happens if one got a boring and dull relationship 
There are others around just waiting. <laughs> Be mindful. <laughs> I am about like one specific thing. Yes. I mean, not that the whole relationship or the whole yes. day is boring, but um, I don't know. For uh, one, mm-hmm. he wants to smoke. Uh, yes, yeah, and the other doesn't want anyone to smoke, or no. doesn't want smoking in the mm. house, or the same about meat, or yeah, and yeah. it's like a conflict. Yeah, that one element is one yeah. desire, and others repellent. Yeah, you see, like yeah, yeah. Uh, to one thing. I, I really meant with, with this that be very unusual if there is total harmony. And this thing, like what goes into the mouth. You know, some people, etc. When, when my father is gone from this world because he was murdered by the tobacco industry, that when he came to the house, there was one simple guideline you can smoke in the garden. That was the guideline. And if it's pissing round, down with rain, well, take an umbrella, etc. And he knew that was the guideline. Uh, there. So, if a person you know wants to kill themselves by smoking, then to argue and fight would probably end up the person smoking even more because of the stress and the tension that comes comes with it, etc. Another person may wish to be vegetarian or vegan or eat organic food or whatever, and the other doesn't. So, it it takes some mutual understanding. I, personally, I don't think a few details of differences needs to bring a, a, about a collapse in the relationship. Mm-hmm. I think, well, why should we, the non-smoking, vegetarian, backstroke vegans, backstroke <laughs> meditators, backstroke going on retreat, backstroke living a simple life, uh, etc., et end up as missionaries to some <laughs> poor sod with whom we're in a relationship? Really, you know, there are these missionaries around. Probably a few in the hall here. You, you, you go home and telling people stop smoking and stop eating the legs of chickens and the backsides of cows. They're not going to. You so, want oh, us to start a revolution, though. Pardon? You want us to start a yes, revolution? Yes, exactly, exactly. And uh, uh, very keen on the on the act of uh, revolution. But it needs a revolution in the heart to find a skillful way of understanding the other who has a radically different view. Mm-hmm. Yes? Because when we get angry and we, we get into this missionary identity, the other will contract. Mm-hmm. And they'll deliberately come home with a double McDonald's hamburger and put it on the table beside your salad. Of course they will. It's a protest. <laughs> so it, 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 the kindness is on the love and the understanding and the flexibility. And it may be through the specifics there. The one case is where I do think one leaves, one ends the relationship when there is violence or the threat of it out out um, or when there is constant 
sarcasm and putting the partner down and the partner has a deep sense for spirituality deep sense for the nature for sharing for service for others and one goes home to a partner or to a parent or whoever and they're constantly putting, putting one down I think this is an unacceptable environment for people to grow in and at that point I say out leave it's not leave you it's it's two steps forward one step two step back so there are some situations where enough is enough but some of the difference I think surely we can be big hearted enough to accommodate enough thank you for your contribution thank you Five minutes and then just a short reflection with it. time to time here over the days we we myself have used the word uh, 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 liberation and in its uh, application it is intended as an appeal uh, and possibly uh, a way of exploration to help find our richness and fullness of uh, of the human experience and the insights that we can come to. And as mentioned in the communication there, the, the collective here, quite a number of you actually involved in, I would call, liberation work. And when person that we or persons that we are working with comes out of an old issue and problem which has been troubling him and or her or them for years and they really have emerged out of it it is a liberation from and we have a whole network and armies of precious human beings in our society who in their working life and family life as well deeply committed to work to 
enable human beings to be liberated from those things which have harassed and oppressed them and traumatized them and given immense anguish in their in their uh, life. It's a liberation work there. And as uh, the Buddha commented, he didn't actually say four noble truths. It's not, not, not the actual text. The text is the four truths of the noble ones. And what that means is that noble women and men on this earth see that, the, that there is suffering. The truth is that there is suffering. It's not just a view. It's not just an opinion. not just an idea. It's the truth. That in life there is suffering. The second truth is this suffering does not arise out of the blue. It arises and it arises for one essential reason that, that is there are causes and conditions for it to arise. The third is the cessation of the suffering and that potential as was mentioned, if we can know it in our own life and we have some skills and support for uh, the other, we, we can know it might be in a specific, let's say, an addiction, a habit, a painful past. And the person has emerged uh, out of it and we see that, we see it in ourselves and we see it in the other. Then why not give consideration? Perhaps there could be an emergence out of all of these problematic issues. And that emergence out of is uh, a liberation from. But also, as the person said, there is just being in the moment. The standing posture was used. Yeah. It is the freedom to just be. It's a beautiful freedom in life, not to be oppressed by the past, and the freedom just to be. And the third, which is equally, equally important, is the freedom, which is a liberation, but is liberated enough, free enough, to be able to act, to respond to others. So liberation, it embraces and it includes liberation from the past, liberation to be free in the present moment, and the freedom to act, to respond to others. And the exploration of all of that means that liberation engages naturally in the welfare and support of others. Happiness peace of mind, empathy, kindness, will come out of the being naturally. It does not have to be cultivated. It does not have to be worked on. But when the hindrances, there's five areas of suffering, are not having their impact on us, that which is profound and deep in the human being must come out. Naturally, easily, effortlessly. That's how it is for us as human beings. I don't frankly think it's such a big deal ending suffering. Don't, I don't think some feelings and emotions and images and memories and ideas 
are that big an issue. There's no, they're pretty empty. Even the Buddhists are right on that. There's not much, when we really look at it, really honestly, there's not much substance in it. It's only a collection of feelings, memories, thoughts, ideas, pictures and stories, all boop, 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 boop. And somehow or other, we've given it an authority when really it's just a bundle of these events going on. And sometimes we know. We've looked at something, we've been really caught up in it, you know, and you've been sharing with, with us those situations. And it's not unusual. We look back over the drama, whatever it was, we look back and we think to ourselves, what the hell? Or even more bluntly, what the fuck was all that about? What was all the fuss about? So, hindsight is to look back but we are not in the business here of hindsight we're in the business of insight I don't want to wait to be able days, weeks and months and think what was all the fuss about whatever it might be I want to be able to see that clearly when it's arising what's the fuss and sometimes, with some of our experiences, <laughs> is it so much? Is it such a big deal? It can't be anything more than sensations and memories and pictures and images and thoughts and ideas and little. enough <laughs> let's have our quiet minute together and thank you for lending an ear <laughs> explore the field of experience. May all beings uncover insights into the field of experience. May all beings live with love and liberation. Thank you, everyone. The uh, time now is two minutes to uh, nine o'clock. So, if the bell ringer, beloved bell ringer, would kindly give the bell ring in around ten minutes or so to uh, stretch the legs.
and uh, for those who still have some uh, uh, energy whether bored or not uh, very welcome to uh, take the seat for uh, 15 minutes or so till uh, 9.30 and uh, hot drink and if it's a long tired day thoroughly enjoy every moment of the horizontal posture <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs>